Welcome to another episode of Breaking Business Barriers. Uh, this episode is being hosted by Brett Duham and brought to you by Open Media Source, Expanse Financial Group, and of course, American Option Insurance. I have got a super cool world-traveled <laughs> friend of mine who I met almost a year ago. and We'll get into that, the importance of not only social media, but networking face-to-face. And I'm, I'm honored to have Hirsch on today's episode and, and yeah. listen closely uh, from overcoming hurdles, working through challenges, but finding the opportunities with every shed of light. And he inspires me. You know, I've got a few years on Hirsch and as I do on uh, lots of folks, but uh, as a young man just coming out of college, seeing the passion, the desire, and the opportunity here in the United States and across the globe, you know, I find it, I find it, uh, every one of you listen closely, share it with your children because he's the real deal and he's humble. And, uh, I'm proud to call Hirsch my friend, but Hirsch, Hey man, welcome. Hey, we're actually in Texas together, but we're not in the same yes. location. We're kind of, we're kind of gigging it a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, how about a quick intro? We'll get into your bio and all that good stuff here in a bit, but a quick intro, a little, you know, let's let the listeners know about you. Yeah, I mean, uh, so as you said, I'm like fresh, I'm a fresh uh, recent college graduate, uh, work in a financial service company in uh, IT here in Dallas, the Dallas area. And uh, yes, uh, I guess, you know, we, we met at a networking event. I'm, uh, that's kind of my hobby, pretty much, I guess, just going and meeting people. So always excited about that. Yeah, and, you, and uh, you know, a couple, two, three weeks ago, we were back at the same event. Yeah. You know, between our schedules, traveling and what have you, but yeah. it was it was so cool. I snuck in incognito, suited and booted, so you didn't recognize me because right now I'm in a cap and a sweatshirt and all that good yeah. stuff. But but uh, I sat and I couldn't wait to listen to you talk about LinkedIn again. We'll we'll get into yeah. that for for certain. But uh, let's talk about first of all, Hirsch. Where can we find you? And we'll remind everyone yeah. here towards the end. Where where can we find you? Best social media platform and why? So this answer changed over time. Uh, maybe maybe last year, maybe maybe last year, maybe definitely two years ago. That answer would have been YouTube, uh, where I still have a thriving presence. But the answer now is LinkedIn. You can definitely find me on LinkedIn. I have a very very strong opinion, and I, I, I think Brent attended my workshop last uh, last month. So uh, I've I've kind of shifted my content strategy, creating a lot of videos and content on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is the platform for anything B2B. It's pretty much a professional Facebook at this point. And uh, there's a very good chance that if you do anything in America, you're a professional. So you need a LinkedIn and you need to put a professional, uh, you, need, you need a presence there. So find me up on LinkedIn, uh, look me up. It's funny, a lot of people don't know how to pronounce, spell my name. It's spelled and pronounced differently, confuses a lot of people. My name is spelled H-A-R-S-H, Hirsch. But people think it's harsh, but no, it's, uh, it's, it's pronounced Hirsch Gosar. And uh, look me up. I make a lot of content there. My preferred platform right now. And please spell uh, for our listeners your last name so they can make sure they find you. First name, H-A-R-S-H. Last name, G-O-S-A-R. Very, very cool. And uh, Hirsch happens to only have like 50,000. That's a 5-0 with three other zeros. 
YouTube followers, and he, as he's explained, building up his LinkedIn connection base, which uh, everyone, you know, when you listen to me, I'm a LinkedIn fan. It, it provides, you know, that professional platform, but yet you can be social. You know, Hirsch and I are friends, and, and I get to see some of the things he's talking about. I listen, you know, and I listen and I learn. And each of you can, if you're not on LinkedIn and, and LinkedIn, I hope all the marketing departments listening, almost every episode I talk about it. And I know some of those folks uh, in marketing at LinkedIn, they know I'm a big fan along with others. So that's cool. So Hirsch. Yeah, man, you're, you're not from South Dakota like me. You, you came <laughs> from this uh, country called India. Why don't you talk about your upbringing and let people appreciate, man, you know, when you were born, uh, did you see uh, Dallas, Texas on your radar? How about a little bit of that? I, I, am pre- I did not know Dallas, Texas existed until 2014 or 15. I did not even know there was a city near Dallas, <laughs> which is really, really different, but I, I like to share uh, share some part of my background is grew up in Mumbai, India, which is like a very big, probably the biggest city in India. And I like to share people my background here uh, because it, it sometimes it, like some people ask me, why are you so happy in America, even though I have a beater of a beater car or whatever, whatever the circumstances are, right? With all the problems with. So I grew up in a, like, it's crazy. Like my family, we grew up in a 300 square feet apartment in Mumbai. It had, it had no bedrooms. It had a room and a kitchen. And every night, if you want to sleep, there's no beds. Under the couch, you pull out these thick mattresses, put it on the floor and sleep. And that was like my first 15 years of my life was that. So starting from there and coming here, um, I mean, it just, it, this is just like a fairy tale, pretty much. <laughs> it feels like uh, coming from that point of. But I would say also, I was, uh, I was definitely one of those kids who was like, ex- like really like academically involved. So I really enjoyed studying, and that interest in studying and education is what got me uh, to the U.S. because I really wanted uh, the best of the best quality of education. So over the years, as I became more and more interested, I started exploring options to study abroad. And uh, actually, fun fact, I also applied to universities in Hong Kong, Singapore, and the U.S. My parents were, US, for my parents, U.S. was the last option because they wanted, they wanted me to be somewhere where I could come home for the weekend, which Hong Kong and Singapore fit that. The United States, of course not. It's too far, so far away. But I kind of fought that battle and made my way here, came to University of Texas at Dallas. So, but yeah, I, the first time I discovered what Dallas is, is when I was researching universities. It is very, very, very difficult for international students to get scholarships for the undergrad. UT Dallas is fortunately one of them that even offers it. Now it's hard to get it, but finding somebody who offers it is very hard to begin with, so. And we'll talk about that here in a bit. You know, when you and I first met, I do remember you had to schedule it, you know, my, my time was flexible and I didn't realize at the time how difficult it was that you and I were going to meet from literally probably 10 miles away, but you had to arrange car and transportation yeah. and all that. And well, that's a whole different struggle in Dallas, in America, not having a car. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's right. But we're definitely going to talk about uh, your passion for helping students that have been uh, that where you've walked, which I think is amazing. And that's 
what you and I talked about at our first LinkedIn yeah. DFW event, actually. And, and that was, you know, that that's something I'll never forget. And I, I truly, truly mean it. All right. Uh, your, your background. So, you, you, you know, this is part of your fork in the road, but I can't imagine. It was tough enough to tell my folks when I was moving out where I was going to college. And I wasn't going very far away. You're going halfway across the globe. How did you, how did you, if at all, convince your parents and hopefully they may have a chance to listen or some of your family members listen? Because that's a big step. I mean, you know, from, from their wishes of being able to see you maybe at least once or twice a month to all of a sudden you're going to, you're, you're all, you're all of a sudden wearing a cowboy hat in Texas. <laughs> yeah. How difficult was that to tell mom or mom or dad or, you know, aunties and uncles and all that. I, I think it was very difficult and it took months of my time because um, I'm just, I'm, I'm being very honest. The, the probability of getting a scholarship, like as like not talking partial, like I needed near full scholarship. That was probably the only way I could actually afford to go to college here. The probability of that was so low. So that's the reason my parents let me apply there because they were like, oh, you're not gonna get this anyway, so we don't have to ever talk to you about that question. But when I actually ended up getting, it was kind of like, they were not mentally ready to send me to the US. And uh, definitely led to a lot of talking, convincing. And one thing about my culture is that it's not, it's like, I just cannot go to whatever I want. I have to bring my parents on board. I have to bring my brother on board. I have to bring my uncle and everybody has to be on board collectively. Otherwise I don't go. So um, definitely a battle, <laughs> I would say, trying to come here to study. And I thought scholarship was the difficult part. That was uh, more difficult than that. <laughs> yeah, and that's part of your passion of sharing that with students abroad, not just from India, but abroad. You know, and again, we will get a little bit further into that because I find your giving yeah. um, and your passion about teaching others how to do that. And it may not just be the United States. It could be a, another school across the globe. Or maybe it's a kid from the United States to another, another country. You, you know, Brent, just because I brought this up, I would like to mention this. I, I, over the years, I've discovered, like, I, I primarily make my videos for students who want to study abroad. But a significant portion of my audience is parents. Because I, I met over and over, I would meet people, like, I would meet either parents when I'm back home. Or here, I will meet students who would tell me, my mom doesn't cannot stop talking about your because I don't know like I, sometimes it feels like an, a parent watches my videos and feels comfort to send their kids here like or they get to see they get a glimpse of what their son or daughter's life is going to be so surprisingly a lot of parents watch my videos so absolutely that's why I mentioned that earlier because we have what we've found in in our listener population not only is it someone, you know, that's uh, already raising kids and what have you and in professional lives, we initially started this whole, whole project with uh, breaking business barriers to help support kids and learning how to do social media and, you know, learning how to really do it professionally and not just some Instagram stuff and it's all cool, but the marathon be behind the business and their passions. So that's so awesome that, that you mentioned you mentioned that. Hey, I've got a question for you. Yeah. It was something I read earlier today, and, and forgive me, I don't remember who did the study, but it was a bit, big study. It came out, and we've done actually a podcast on this earlier this year, that uh, 
kids in China are the number one educated, tested out kids on the planet. Yeah. And the, the United States keeps falling, reading, writing, math, the, the basics. What's your opinion on that? Um, you know, if you talk about certain, uh, actually, I, 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 it's a good opportunity to share what I think about this. Now, again, I, I cannot speak much of China, but I'm pretty sure India was high up on that list too compared to the U.S. Uh, this might tell you the difference. Uh, in high school, I took the, the bottom level of math and physics and chemistry. There is two levels about this. I'm talking the, the baseline one that everybody takes. And I was, able to, um, I was able to pass the freshman and sophomore year of those classes. Like I did not even have to take the math class. Uh, I did not have to take the chemistry class. And in my physics class, I went to the class on first day, said hi to the professor, told them I already studied this in India, never went to class, got perfect grades on it. And he called me back next semester to, um, there's a job where you can teach, uh, t do tutoring for. So like, that's, I'm just saying, I, this was just the basic level of stuff you learn. Now there's advanced level of this. If you want to get to some prestigious colleges in India, you need to study more. So I guess that, that, I think that tells you a lot between what is considered a uh, standard in the US and in India or some other countries. Like this, the, the starting point is much, much, much higher than the college level education here, I guess, and certain topics for sure. Man, you and I can talk for hours on this subject and, and by, by no means was I a stellar student coming up. You know, I had a means to, you know, my, my passion was to learn. I was yeah. fortunate enough to be the first one in college in my immediate family. And then it was about owning businesses and having that drive. So, and then learn along the way. So I learned from some really good people, yeah. but I, I read that. And, and again, we did a podcast earlier on it this year. Um, kids in, kids in China aspire to be astronauts. And, and the, and this was a big survey. Kids in the United States aspire to be Instagram celebrities. <laughs> and I don't take anything away from either because we know the power of social media and what it can do, but you also need some background yeah, and uh, a, a balanced background, how to balance a checkbook for gosh sakes, you know, let alone other things. Yeah. Hey, you've traveled the globe, you know, and, and, and I always ask the question, Hirsch, what's been outside the United States? Well, maybe even in the United States, now that I think about it, what's been one of the, what's been one of the most memorable places that you've traveled to? And it could be in the United States, or the globe? No, I think, I think the most memorable trip I ever had, I took it last year. Um, so I, 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 I'm, I'm a very, I really like digging around with travel. So every year I go home during December to India. But last year I wanted to make a trip out of a trip. So I spent two hours and found this ridiculous ticket that would let me stop in Tokyo for 10 days and then continue on to India and then bring me back. It took me a lot, but it so, I was able to sandwich this holiday to Japan on the way to India. And that's the, the only reason I did it was to make my trip more exciting. But that probably was the most memorable trip of my life. Uh, I think the main reason behind it, like I, I had heard so much about their culture. Like um, gr growing up, I saw, a I, I watched a lot of Japanese cartoons and like they all they kind of all originated from there. And then just kind of the interest grew up. But what I was really looking forward to see was like, you hear so much about culture in Japan and then you hear the highest of technology existing in Japan, like 
And I just couldn't, I just wanted to see it for myself. Like how can it exist side by side? And I saw it like you could be standing and facing a shrine and you turn around and now it's the largest, it's like the electronic capital of Tokyo. Like it is, it is just totally kind of, it feels so dystopian that how, how can people balance those two things so well together? And also it felt extremely international and, uh, I guess what made the trip even more fun for me is that my birthday was happening that week. So every night, there was a lot of different places where you could meet people from all over the world and Japanese people would gather there who want to meet people from outside the world. It's kind of like a hub for people who want to meet each other. And night after night, I kept getting free drinks from everybody because uh, it was my birthday week. So I just kind of celebrated for 10 days and celebrate my birthday for 10 entire days saw a lot of things that are amazing things and that's why it's like the most memorable trip i met people from like at least 10 countries or something during that one one trip so it's really fun yeah and that that's awesome I, I may or may not have shared with you i have a cousin and his wife they 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 live there uh part of the year and then uh, uh travel back to hawaii where their other home is but he he loves it he loves the people there it's uh uh, he teaches English to execs and in different businesses and what have you, but uh, not to mention he also plays in a band, so he gets to do all those <laughs> social things. Yeah. He's, he's tried to get me there yeah. for the longest time. One of these days, I'm, I'm just going to have to say, okay, because, all right, he's one of my closest cousins. Uh, you definitely go there, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hey, let's talk a little bit about uh, global economy. I think you bring a perspective. Uh, we've had people from India on this call before that – that have made me stop and pause on either how far the United States is behind on certain things, or maybe where we're excelling economically speaking. Do you have an opinion on that? Yeah. Um, do you want any particular topic or in general? You, you roll with it, man. So it's, it's a wide open question. Yeah. See, like, I, I think that is one dichotomy that I face often is like pe- people talk about healthcare and medical stuff in the U.S. I mean, I've had to go to the ER and uh, I feel like a lot of the paperwork and process and insurance in this, it can be really a painful process and really shocking. For example, if I go to the hospital in India, I pay one, I get one single bill and I walk out, you pay it, you're done. Versus here, there's just like 10 different bills and what is the insurance going to do and this. So it feels really, so a lot of people talk about that. And I agree, I face that frustration. So in that sense, it kind of feels like unnecessarily complicated, but I just want, I just like to tell each and every person who complains that is like you spend one week in a hospital in India and you will be thankful to the re- for the rest of your life that, oh, all I have to do is deal with this red tape and I get the, like the best tier quality of healthcare in my life. Like, Yes I, yes, I agree. There's a lot of extra red tape and processes and this and that to get medical coverage. But then at the end of the day, the coverage you get is like a hundred times better. Like just the, just going to the dentist, like the amount of professionalism and service I see there, like I've never seen, never experienced that in my life before. So that's why I really like to share about the, med- like I've personally dealt with a lot of, wasted a lot of time behind that red tape, but still, uh, I think people here don't, people here underestimate how good their healthcare is. It may be complicated, expensive insurance. You can talk whatever, but you cannot deny that it's one of the best in the world. 
So. That's a refreshing opinion because we, we see it in mass media, how hard it gets. Uh, let, let's just say it's easy to bang it around yeah. and in a negative light. And, and uh, you surprised me with that, by the way. It, we, you know, this is unrehearsed. So um, I, I, I love uh, that, that being your beer. You know, I, I do have, I do have a, you can call it a theory or saying regarding just people comparing the United things in United States to other countries. I have a very strong opinion of this. Anybody who comes up to me says, where should I travel? I'm like, take, save up holiday days and go live in India or like some kind of the Southeast Asian country for like three or four weeks. Very strong opinion on this. I'm like, it might cost you $2,000 to fly there. And like you, the entire trip, you might end up spending $3,000, $4,000 because it's just so far away and it's a long trip. But if you spend four weeks in India, or in any nearby countries, I will, I will I will guarantee you that your, your salary will double or triple, not like your bank account won't double or triple, but each and every person I know from here who has actually spent significant amount of time there doesn't look at the things in their life the same way. Like you may think car insurance sucks, or you may think this, this system sucks, or you think this political system is this, or this economy, like, it's like wait until you see what it is in like not like some of those countries and where like if you do like it's like a third or like a fourth of the world lives there you spend you you spend good solid three or four weeks in there and i feel like your two thousand dollar car might feel like ten thousand dollar car the very next the week you come back i i, I can guarantee that you know it you know it opens the mind right yeah. of uh what we have or or being grateful. What we wish. Yeah, be be grateful. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. The, I, I kind of that's my kind of my general opinion on things in the US and outside. So you know, and uh, it doesn't surprise me that you, you say that, Hirsch. And you know, every every day should be a day of gratitude. Yeah. And every day we should try to put a smile on someone's face, regardless of how how crappy we may feel or how crappy the day might be going or how great it could be. You know, a lot of times we get self-indulged and, and yeah. we forget that the person sitting along alongside of me uh, could be having a tough day. You know, let's let's help them out. Yeah. I, you know, I just don't want to paint all negative picture, but it's still it's still something to think. You know, I, I live here in a house where I, I don't think I've ever seen water cut in, my, in the last four years or I personally have never felt power cut in the U.S. for the last four years I've lived in India. I've lived like an entire week without running water. And I live in the biggest city in the country and an entire week. I'm not talking drinking water, just no water. So, so you have to like store buckets and buckets of water in your house and ration it. And, and after you go through that, it just, it just, once you, once you have that kind of experience, it just changes perspective on everything, I guess. So. Man. And now look at you, you're a, a YouTube and LinkedIn star and, and where people appreciate, uh, your, your information, you know, you, you really wore my heart when you talked about, you know, the mother or the father that said, hey, you know, I trust this guy. Maybe going to another country, whether it's the United States or not, for education could be, could be opportunity. But let's, let's get into, you know, something that, that is where you really got my attention initially. Let's talk about your education platform on the opportunities. And, and we could go way deep into what we want. People can reach out back to you. Yeah. But 
let's let's get in that man because it it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about the project we discussed last year? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny that it was uh, the well. Spoiler alert! It, it it's a lot of red tape and bureaucracy that I it's to get it ahead. But the idea behind that project was like just just having talked to thousands of students who wanted to come to the U.S. over the years, I realized that there are a lot of students who want to study here, but they all end up kind of going to the, these 10 or 20 universities. They're great universities, but a lot of these universities already have 10, 20,000 international students. And a lot of them do not have the level of resources to support those students. So what I'm trying to tell these students is, look, there are probably a thousand more great universities in the U.S. If you, if you find those, like, it might, it might probably even give you a better experience studying in the U.S. because you're not fighting for the same career center. You're not fighting for the same on-campus. You're not fighting for resources as a student. Now, the problem is a lot of the, the probably majority of those universities, like the thousand I said, do not have good presence or they do not have good marketing, whatever you want to call it. Like people don't know they exist. And because it's like, because students overseas don't see them in a lot of credible places, like, they don't have that much presence. It's very, very hard for a student who has never been to the U.S. to kind of put their faith and trust in that place. So what I want to do was build platform where I was going to get like students signed up. And I think we already had like 1,200 students signed up. Now, uh, like it's, it's, these are 1,200 students who are really serious about joining a U.S. university next year. And I was wanting to connect them with all these other, uh, all the universities possible. Now, what happens is, again, I think we had this, I had this discussion with Brent, and it's, it might sound really silly to you, but university charges like $100 for application fee. To most people here, $100 might mean nothing. Like, if, even if you think about, like, a university tuition for a semester for grad school will cost $10,000. What is $100? But you have to think in the student's shoes. Most students use education loans to study and pay their tuition. But when they're applying to 10 or 15 universities, they have to come up with a thousand or $1,500 up front. Plus I would say another hundred dollars to like eat per application to mail the documents. So, so it becomes like a $3,000 expense. $3,000 is a lot of money in India. It is a lot of money in India. So again, you need to wrap your head around, like people have to put this $3,000 on their own. They need to get admission in a good university. They need to prove all of that. And then they take all those documents to a bank and then the bank gives them a loan. So because of this um, overwhelming nature of these fees and sending documents, students never end up applying to universities outside of those 10 or 20 really big ones because they don't want to take the risk. If somebody tells me like, this is a great university, let's say in Texas, then I, I personally would think it's a really good fit for the student. The student might never end up applying there because he's like, oh, I only have money to send five applications. I'm just going to send to the five where I know a lot of people already went. So I wanted to make this platform where I was going to bring like already had 1200 students and I was wanting to bring universities on board. And I was trying to present them the idea that why they should waive or significantly lower these application fees for international students. So the idea was something like you lower the fee and like we'll get hundred students like kind of crowdsource and let 100 students apply to university. Now, what this would do is if, if, if certain number, if that many number of students are applying to a university, and yes, the university lost some revenue in form of application fees, 
But now, even if a small percentage of them end up enrolling, they're going to get far, far, far more value. I'm just talking about dollar. I'm going to get into other stuff later. But just from a dollar perspective, international students pay far more than local students. So they were going to get $20,000, $30,000 a year in revenue. Plus, these students come. Uh, they don't have place to stay. They don't have, so they kind of utilize a lot of the resources and the cities they go to because they're kind of starting from scratch there. So I think it brings a lot of boom in the economy, especially if it's a small town university. Now, these are just the monetary benefits. I mean, I'm not even getting into cultural diversity, how it kind of will change the entire atmosphere of the campus, the different interactions the students will have and so on. So I thought it was pretty much like a win-win situation. This will let universities uh, be discover and get a, this is like a marketing platform. Like they can present themselves in front of international students and give them an opportunity to apply and actually seriously consider going to these universities and not just go to uh, those top 10. And you know, by full, full disclosure, like my university is I think considered number nine ranked like for the number of international students in the uh, US. And it's probably more popular than Harvard in India. Like when it comes to students, more students know my university than they know Harvard, which sounds silly. But the thing is, like, if every like that many number of students come here, I've seen how much competitive resources get on campuses. So uh, that was that was the idea I was trying to work on. Just connect a lot of these great, amazing universities with amazing students. Well, it has life, and, and you know, I was so darned excited. And, and one of the meetings that we sat down and talked about it. And yeah. again, full disclosure, yeah. you know, I wasn't. You know, I, I don't maybe have half the brain power that, that you do, but certainly I care. Yeah. And yeah, I think the opportunity is there. So uh, business owners, and it does not have to be Google or any of the big brands, I think. Uh, well, and wouldn't, we can briefly talk about your company that you're with today. Yeah. You know, small to mid-sized companies can really take part in this. But if I'm sitting next to Hirsch yeah. in, in class, I darn sure my competitive juices you know, I, you know, I don't want him smoking me too bad. I, I have an idea that he probably uh, could could do so in the classroom. But you know, becoming friends with folks and learning about the challenges that you overcame as a kid and as a family. Hey, real quick, we'll take a break. This is uh, Brett Duhame, your host of Breaking Business Barriers, brought to you by Open Media Source Expanse Financial Group and American Option Insurance, and we appreciate their sponsorship. All right, let's get into uh, a few more things. I'm going to give it freelance to you here in just, yeah. just a bit on anything else that you'd like to talk about. But let's remind everyone, Hirsch, where are the best places to find you, spell it out, give everyone a chance to make a note, and we'll move on. All right, so on LinkedIn, you can look me up with H-A-R-S-H-G-O-S-A-R. That's Hirsch Gosar. You can look me up there. You can find all my content there. On YouTube, you can search me with the same name or I have an e even easier to memorize. It's called Dad Indian Guy. Um, that, that's, that's actually my YouTube channel name. Uh, a lot of people, uh, people kind of get confused. Uh, funny story, like I was on campus and somebody started running and like, hey, are you that Indian guy? And my American friend next to me thought the other person was crazy or something. But then I have to, then I have to explain people that uh, that's the name of my channel. So do that and you'll be able to find a lot of videos. I have a... I think I have 120 something videos. And even if you are in the US, I would, what I would encourage you to do is if you go to like the first 20 videos, 
I have a lot of videos which show my life in India, like right, like the five months before I came to the U.S. What it, it is a very interesting journey. I think it's a group of uh, vlogs that I did. Uh, the main reason I wanted to show people like what I was doing right before, like things I was doing, people I was meeting. I even have the video of the day I I took all my stuff, got on the plane, uh, the plane journey came here. I have all those videos uh, first. I mean, I would love to see them 20 years from now, but it's it's a great way for anybody to kind of feel maybe uh, maybe you have a coworker uh, who is from India or maybe you have a friend. You can watch those videos and really try to get feel some of that experience. And of course, a uh, great resource for anybody who is in college, wants to learn more about scholarships, or you have kids, brother, something, like wants to go to college, sister wants to go to university, please, that, that would be a great resource for them too. It's an, it's an, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing series. And for anyone who has someone, and it doesn't mean just studying abroad. I've got kids in college here in the United States, and some of what you produce has been really super helpful. So that, that's pretty cool. Hey, let's get some kiddos. Uh, and I was so excited to hear about uh, that, number one, you were staying in the uh, Texas area, let alone the uh, Dallas, Texas. Talk a little bit about your employer. What was the choice, man? You, you probably had like a thousand opportunities to go anywhere in the world, but you yeah. chose here. Uh, it's always, I always like to say my interview, um, the interview process. First thing I would like to say is like, so I started going to networking events in like freshman year of college, like, which is too early. I'm like, new in this country but i was always curious to learn more so i spent all these years investing building into my relationships and i think when i was graduating was a real test of whether all of this works or not because i knew a lot of people had their eyes on me because they all thought that especially a lot of uh, friends from overseas they think networking is not real or whatever kind of alien concept but they got to see it now one one phrase i learned in america which came to be true as i was graduating was it says when it rains it pours have you heard that phrase? Yeah. First. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be written in your bio, my friend. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy because I remember, like, I, uh, I was, I, so I, you start interviewing in the month of August. That's the very first beginning for a job starting, like, next May when you're graduating. And think, I did some interviews, this slowdown interviews. That, that's how the entire year, the last year went. And then I've slowed things in January. But then something happened in February. It's like, all of a sudden, all the companies woke up and started interviewing at the very same time. And Brent, I'm serious. Like I had a lot of interviews. Like uh, it got it got to the like it got to the point where I had to narrow it down to the three companies I like. And uh, I got so I, uh, so two companies I got job offer at. The third company was Google. Actually, I even went to San Francisco. To, like, and I, after that, I just had to turn down interviews because. I was working part, I was doing a part-time internship, going to college and interviewing. And I'm like, I cannot do more interviews. This is so, yeah, just like I'm getting interviews. I'm not, I'm not kidding, getting interviews right and left. But that said, it, it truly like, it, it's like I played, I played, I placed a four year bet. Like four years ago, I placed a bet that I'm going to start meeting people in this new country and it's going to pay off. And it did. I, but what, what, what the craziest part about this is those relationships are not dead. They are still alive. So I never know what's going to happen in the future. But yeah, I got a job offer. Did not get Google. It was, although it was fun going to San Francisco. Did not get Google. I, but I got a job offer in Dallas and in New York. Uh, I was really excited for New York, but then ultimately decided to make a decision to stay in Dallas, Texas. 
Well, things happen for a reason, my friend. You've got, you've got, you've built some local relationships yeah. here, which is great. And you can always go visit visit Sam Fran in New York. My bride being a New Yorker, as you know. But you can always hop in a plane and less than a day, you're at both yeah. places and go go have a slice of pizza, or go have a little uh, yeah. seafood in in Sam Sam Fran. If you could give some advice, and this is just to kids in general, it can be across the globe. And I think you just did there, but is there, in a few sentences, advice to a, a, the kids that are out there? Because they're, they're our future foundation for our world, our planet. Yeah. What would that be? Um, see, first thing, I, I, I just think like a lot of people, um, a lot of kids, everybody, like I, I feel even me, you have an idea of what you want to do. Some people, I want to do finance. I want to do product management, this. And you hear, this is just career, right? At the same time, you'll talk about sports. Somebody would be like, I want to do, for, I want to play football. I want to play badminton. So like people keep saying a lot of things. And a lot of times you see people change their mind every week. What, what I actually tell people is um, really, I think especially in 2019, it is so easy to find somebody who is doing the thing you're interested in. Go find them, be it looking them up on LinkedIn, Facebook, or heck, even calling your parents or relatives and asking them, do you know somebody who works in this company? Do you know somebody who does this? And go meet them in person. I swear to God, that 30 minutes you will spend talking to that person will give you far more clarity then the one month you'll keep going back and forth in your mind of whether I should do this or that or this or that. Just sit down, write a list of all the things you're interested in, find person for that that will sit down and have a phone call, Skype call, coffee with you, and just hear what his or her experience is. I think that will give people far more clarity in all those situations than just sitting and kind of nodding their head around. Like, I want to do this today and that tomorrow. Like, that's a, great, great advice, Hirsch. And, you know, I think, I think too many folks, whether they're children or further along in their career, don't want to annoy someone, but there's people like myself and millions of others that can't wait to help out someone, Yeah, you know, and ask, I mean, and I mean, that's how we met. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's how we met, you know, we, we had a great conversation. It led to one thing after the other but I, I would definitely even add like hey you you reach out to one one person says no seriously the list is like endless go ask the second person go ask the third person like you don't have to end at the first person like somebody said no okay just ask the next person like just get your questions answered like don't just let them sit in your head yeah what do you have to lose right yeah. i mean nothing yeah nothing 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 at all well you know, as we start to wrap up a few things, uh, um, I, I will let everyone know. Hirsch speaks from it. You know, he's he's been there, walked it. I could talk hours and hours with him uh, and have in the past. But, I mean, here's someone who's spoken to the State Department, make videos, speak to the U.S. consulate, e events in India. The list goes on. So here, we have a a superstar right in front of you. I'll guarantee if you drop him an email, he'll, he'll answer. I 100% guarantee it. And, uh, you know, he's got some cool hobbies. I don't necessarily know about the dancing part, but I do know about travel. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know yeah. people are surprised when I tell them uh, that I really, people, actually people are, very, people are very surprised in the seat. I am really 
in, really like, and I'm actually really, I'm not bragging. I think I've earned the right after three years of doing this. I'm really good at country dancing. And when I go to a country dance, like when I go to a, when I go to a dance hall or a honky tonk, you'd be surprised when I am like, I, so this thing to remember this, I went to, I went to a, a country dancing place in uh, San Francisco Bay area. And I felt like I was the best person in there. <laughs> so now like, uh, and I was the only Indian guy. I, this happens a lot. I'm the only Indian guy in dance halls and surprising them really good at it. So uh, that's, my, that's definitely one of my hobbies. <laughs> Man, I keep learning from you. You know, if I would have done that, I wouldn't have had the old uh, cap on. I would have had my cowboy hat on today. <laughs> You'd be proud, though. I do have cowboy boots on. But the, I did not know that. That's awesome. Keep learning. Well, let's, uh, as we uh, begin to wrap up, you know, people are humans. We've been talking a lot of serious, really cool stuff. And Obviously, I've gotten to know you yeah. uh, better and better. Hey, tell us something that will crack us up. It, it could be something that it doesn't have to be embarrassing. It's whatever it is. And again, this is on everyone. This is unprompt. This isn't prompted stuff. So I have no idea what he's going to say. You know, like I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I want to tell this story. If you can tell it, tell it. You know, I get this question asked so many times. Because just the reason because is. My profile picture on Facebook and my cover picture on LinkedIn is with Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary yep. V, guys, if you don't know, please look him up. I think everybody should look him up. Gary V, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll put, I'll put a plug in there. Of Sided Hustle, but anybody in social media, any kind of like knows him. So really big personality. And it is so ridiculous that I got to meet him in person. I would like to share this story. So uh, two years ago, I did an internship with a company, at the startup, which was out of a co-working space in Dallas. So I became friends with the manager of that co-working space. And I remember the next, like few months later, the internship was over, but I was literally sitting in the class and I should not be using my phone, but on my phone, I saw that person post that Gary V was at that space. The NFL draft was going on. So he was in the city and they were using that space to shoot it. Yep. And I just lost it in the middle of the class. I left the class and I started texting her. I'm like, I don't know how, what, whatever. I'm, I just left college. I'm, and I, my college is like 20 miles away from downtown. Right? So I'm like, I don't care where it is. I'm coming there and you have to let me in. But I was like, oh no, I cannot go. This is the craziest. I cannot go empty handed to meet Gary Vee. So I run to my library. I grab the copy of his new book from the library, check it out, run to my car, drive downtown. And surprisingly, she lets me in. When I get this brief moment to talk to Gary and we have this conversation, and then uh, it's like, Gary's like, I'm going to sign your book. He opens it and he sees that it's a library book. <laughs> Gary flips out laughing. Like everybody, <laughs> all his crew, all his friends, they just lose it. He got so excited that he shot a video of me and put it on his YouTube channel. That I, I literally brought a book from the library. And fun fact, like I paid a very big fine on it, but I still have that book with me. <laughs> of course, I'm not returning it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, by the way. Yeah. Yep, I'm a follower of Gary V, and and we'll tag we'll tag him, you know, we'll DM him on this, and <laughs> and uh, you know that guy is sharp as sharp gets. He'll remember that. How, how do you not forget that? Someone brings a a library book, yeah, and you traveled 20 miles, whatever the heck it was. That's I just, that might I just be one of the class. I that, mean, I I actually I, it was the end of the semester. I missed an assignment and I got an A minus instead of A because of, but the book was the autograph and meeting Gary was worth it. <laughs> yeah, man, we're we're gonna tag Gary on this. We'll tag Gary V and his team on this, and this will be a lot of fun. And yeah, and uh, both of us need to DM him. Yeah, and, and uh, he's one thing about him with 
the hundreds of thousands of followers that he has, they're very diligent on on returning messages that are meaningful. So that's really good. Well, well, let's go to the hot round uh, before before we drop off. A few things. You made a decision when you were young, and, and we already talked a little bit about it. Was your decision to leave mom and dad and, and the family in India, was that led by your head or your heart? Uh, 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 to be honest, I think that was a head decision back then. I, because there is, I was so driven by that passion that I want good education that I think that is the only way a person like me was able to push through and come to the come to a country this far away because all the emotional, the, all the stuff I felt in my heart came later. And um, if I made that decision with my heart, I, it would be very tough for me because it's a very, very difficult decision. And for me, I just had to logically think and just push through it. Uh, yeah, could not. Yeah, that was the only way to do it. Yeah, and, and I, admire, I admire that about you, among other things, Hirsch. Hey, is there a book that we should be reading? Anything that maybe you picked up recently or maybe a friend referred to you? Lately, I'm uh, very passionate about personal finance. I think everybody, if they work in America, they make a lot of money, by, at least by work, even by any standards. So you should know how to handle money. Uh, from what I've talked, I didn't learn it. Most people don't learn it. Two books I recommend. One of them is called how uh, I will teach you to be rich by Ramit Sethi. Mm -hmm. It's not a get rich quick scheme book or anything like that. It's pretty much a guidebook for personal finance. I have learned so much from it. And I had to like, I had to revamp like a set of 401k, a lot of things I did after reading that book. The, another book I like is uh, it's kind of, not everybody likes it, but it's called total money makeover by Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is like extremely conservative finance guy. But he's the reason why I actually started caring about my finances. So um, look up their books. Dave Ramsey has an amazing podcast. You can listen to that. I think just spending, uh, just reading one of those books will help you a lot, like keeping track of your finances and kind of keeping things in check. Man, it, and it's so true. And, and uh, hey, everyone, you've heard this from me before. If you don't feel like reading or learning more about finances, just remember to pay yourself first. So if you make a hundred dollars, yeah, ten or $20 in the bank and don't touch it, keep away from it. And then eventually you'll be able to have money working for you while you sleep. Yeah. And that is Warren Buffett's quote, not mine, but, uh, and if you don't know Warren Buffett, Google him, you'll, you'll learn a lot of things very quickly. Hey, kind of go back to your decision you know, obviously you had a lot of friends in, in school. You grew up in India. Were you worried about, we already know about the family, but you were, were you worried at all about what they thought about your decision to my, my best friend, my buddy down the street, Hirsch, he's leaving us, but he's going to the United States. Did you worry about that? What they thought? No, I mean, I feel like my two best friends from back home, actually, they were like, they were, they were really excited. I was going, um, and I even remember, so my birthday happened to fall like 10 days before I left. And they even came that night, surprised me. We all sat down and kind of like, uh, we hung out a lot in that last month. So I think, I think they were, they were kind of more, accept- they, they knew like why I wanted to go there. And so they were kind of on board with the journey, I would say. Definitely more than other members of my family. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why they are considered your best friends, right? Yeah. They supported you on a what they already knew was a really difficult decision, not only for you, but 
but uh, your your family. Yeah. Well, Hirsch, as, as we wrap things up, and again, thanks to uh, this podcast, Breaking Business Barriers, and Hirsch, you've been a, you've been a great great guest, and I can't wait to see. The, yeah. I can't wait to see the feedback that comes from parents around the globe because this is listened to around the globe. It's amazing. Yeah. And as we've ex- expanded over time, you know, and thanks to our, our folks that make it happen in Open Media Source, Expanse Financial Group, and American Option Insurance. Now, I will 100% tell you our title when I, when I, uh, when I drop this, when it rains, it's, when it <laughs> rains, it pours in yeah. Hirsch's opinion. And I think it's true. That's how a lot of, th- a lot of things in my life has been. Nothing yeah. happens in the, everything at once (laughs) you know and and i'm thankful you know for our friendship again we can connect anywhere on the planet via you know how we do video or phone call but i'm thankful you're here can't wait to see you i think our next live event that we'll be together probably in january if you or i aren't traveling i would say if anybody wants to like dm me or talk to me more look up like i think the best platform to message me is linkedin i frequently i regularly check that and I kind of keep it very organized there. So if you have any questions, I like to talk uh, anything about, if you want to get started with YouTube, especially LinkedIn, things like that, please DM me. I would love to sit down and talk to you and uh, we'll make sure something happens there. For Hirsch and myself, Brent Duham, we thank you. And please take him up on that. He and I have visited over the weekends, evenings, whatever the case might be. He's certainly dedicated to his employer like no one's business, as he should. But uh, hey, uh, double double thumbs up, high fives, bro. You know, if you and I were sitting in the same spot, we would we would do that. And thank you again, Hirsch. I, I intend to have you as a uh, as someone who uh, does a co-host on one of the shows. And uh, you mean a lot to me. And and uh, thank you. And and let's rock on, onward and upward from breaking business barriers. Yes. Okay.